great band. Legendary three band. Three favorite you... words. Chumbawamba, Baba Booey, and Hooba Stink. I've been obsessed with those three words lately. Lately? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Slash forever. J- just getting into them? That's what a great time for you. <laughs> Not the bands, just the vocab. Just, just the words. Did you watch the uh, Woodstock, uh, 1999 Woodstock? Oh, doc no, thing? I didn't get around to that. I have a Ooh, big list boy. of Yeah. It is wild. I'm telling you right now. It is everything everybody's it. saying about it. And you, you of all people, I feel like need to watch it. I feel like I was blown away by the lineup because i guess in my head i was like that's way before so it'd all be hippie bands and it was just like i don't know regular radio rock bands you thought it would you thought woodstock 99 was i know i know the year my year i just ignored yeah just be like the grateful dead's last few shows sure fish should be there i think they were there at woodstock 94 i think that was a real thing Okay. And then they're like, you know what? We got to fucking kick it up a notch. Puddle of mud. Stained. That was before their time, I think. They, oh. Maybe they were like small stage, but it was like Metallica, Corn, Limp Bizkit. Wow. Um, it's like Deftones. the same lineup as Ozfest. Just the, the same. Very different artwork. <laughs> it's the same. It's every artist I was downloading illegally off Napster in like 1998 oh. or 1999 or whatever. When I was like so. 13, I was just begging my older brother to take me to an Ozfest so I could see System of a Down. System of a Down, sure. Yeah. It was their classic. That's a, like, I don't know. Some of these bands, I'll say it, man. Some of these bands still rock a little bit, okay? Some of these bands still go. I could still list. I just listened to the Deftones really? yesterday. And it still holds up. I got to be honest. The, the first Slipknot album still good i've heard great things about slipknot i've never really fucked with them i fucked with slipknot adjacent bands you know i've gotten really weirdly into as an as the older i get is rem i think i'm dying i think i'm becoming a grandpa (laughs) i have two questions one how two do you think rem is slipknot adjacent is that that, (laughs) yeah that's what i was talking about when i said slipknot adjacent (laughs) i'm not sure not quite slipknot but pretty much there (laughs) you know man on the moon the fucking double bass pedal in that song is great yeah, Michael Stipe or whatever wears a mask when he sings. So <laughs> yeah, totally... he's spitting blood. I fucking love it. I that's his name, right? Michael Stipe. Did I, I make have that no up? Idea. Feels like a good. Yeah. Why would I even ask you, dude? I've loved bands. I've listened to bands like five billion times, and I still don't know any of the words or the people involved. And honestly, I think that's a good place for you to be in. I think that's a nice thing where you're just like, hey, it's all about the music. I don't know anything, so. any ethereal oh, stuff God. surrounding the notes that hit my eardrums. I would like do that uh, thing where I'd kind of like mouth long to friends singing and like try to half sing, but I could I just could not like keep down lyrics and people would be like, You don't even know this song. Right. And it's like you don't need to know all the words to a song to know that it's fun for you, right? Yes. Like it doesn't why are we what are we trying to do? Like, oh, you know all the songs? Well, I've seen boobs before. All right. <laughs> like what are what are we doing? I saw I a picture understand. of boobs last week. All right. I don't right. need this. <laughs> I was too busy downloading boobs for to you were downloading lyrics. I was downloading Where is the Clitoris, okay? And The first naked picture I ever saw, it was so cartoonishly old school. Like, it was a picture that had to be downloaded, and it was a friend and I who had to wait for bar by bar for it to be downloaded. Like a movie bit. Right. <laughs> Come on, 10 more minutes. Also, your first naked photo was with a friend? That is a sick... Yeah. That yeah. is someone else had the internet and parents that were more lax. Actually, you know what? I bet that's a lot of people's pre a certain time in America. I would assume that's a lot of people's experiences. Your first 
naked anything is like your a buddy is there right yeah yeah well, like, especially before the internet where it's like hey i found a stack of something in the woods let's go look at it right or yeah, like i need a buddy to help me steal this magazine from the store we yeah. did that once we had a we had we tried to do a two-man to <laughs> steal a playboy <laughs> like all right you're gonna distract him by having a heart attack at the front register i'm gonna yeah. go to the back there's gonna be an alarm <laughs> don't worry about it just run when i tell you to run <laughs> like you know you could just get this mailed directly to your house no one will ever see it right i tried to steal a glow stick when we we're in kindergarten my friends and I got caught and they knew my mom and she had to leave a date to come yell at me. And I've never seen her go on a date since. So I'm like convinced oh, I killed her no. dating life. That's one of the saddest things. Yeah. That's a sad ass thing to say. That was last year. <laughs> <laughs> You're too old to be raving. Okay, we're done. Put on your rollerblades and let's go home. We're done with your bullshit. Okay. Whoa. You're not going to fucking find your youth in a warehouse we're done with it um yeah my I friend and i would uh rave. i raved for a year or two um yeah, told me that. I, remember that. I just like really need drugs to get comfortable and i think that's i need to figure out another way to get comfortable with myself before i go back everybody you know? always says that about you They're like oh, you'd just be a little bit better with drugs it's crazy <laughs> i generally am a good time on molly <laughs> sure who, who isn't oh fucking Last time I did Molly, <laughs> I thought you were gonna name a person. I, thought you were I almost like, did. Oh, I almost did. Fucking <laughs> Christopherson. Last time you I know? did Molly, I was like with friends, and someone took one and then gave like her friends away to somebody else. You know, you get in the moment and you like forget your plans for the night. And she's like, yeah. "Oh, you're here. I love you. Here, have this." And then her friend showed up ten minutes later. Like, wait, what the fuck? We had this plan. And then I was just like on Molly watching drama. <laughs> it's really stupid. That sucks. That wasn't the time. I remember. I went to your show, R.I.P. Your show at Phil's oh, Bar, yeah. and uh, there was a group of like half comedians, half their weird himbo friends that were weren't they all Molly or something? Yeah, and it yeah. was like ru it was ruining the evening. They were just like, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, two in the back. like two two people were like in a great mood, and then the other two or three people they had with them were just always in the way for whatever reason. <laughs> And I was just like, isn't this like a fun movement drug? Aren't you supposed to be like moving around? Why are you always in the server's way? You know, like this bartender is just trying to like do their job and they're just like laying Sprite Eagle across mm -hmm. this very small space. That's what I remember. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was a fun part where like people who weren't like people would come to hang out the show, but then it would be like a big gang of people just like talking over it. <laughs> like right. I would love if you guys just waited a half hour to show up. Like if it were a TV, if it were a comedy, it would be like this group of people just vibing, having a great time, just like touching each other, talking about their lives, really just like shoulder shimmying into like joy, right? We're gonna be young the, forever. And then the camera pans out, and then it's just you on stage, right next to where they are, being <laughs> like, "Yeah, so we're gonna be doing a comedy show here," <laughs> and just, just being like, "This is what comedy is." That's how you know it's gonna be a good show when you go up and announce it with the mood of "fuck, I don't want to be doing this." <laughs> hey, yeah, we're we're gonna we have to do this. <laughs> I'm chained by the devil to this for eternity. Have, have you ever seen? And maybe this is too in the weeds for our little pod here. I don't. I know people don't want to hear about our little comedy lives, but <laughs> I uh, I was running around yesterday just watching show. I wasn't on any shows. Nice. I was running around with some buds. It was great. I saw two shows, and one I was like, oh, this is fun. I pals are here i like this 
And the other one um, was at this comedy club in Brooklyn that I hadn't been to. And the club itself, I was like, oh, this is a beautiful space. This is a surprise. I was a little surprised. What's it called? At, uh, it was, it's Old Man Hustle. It's the uh, yeah, yeah. new Old Man Hustle. And I like, I really love this space. It looks like, great. Yeah. Really yeah. Nice. And uh, I watched the show and I just kept. And some of my friends were on the show and it's not that they're bad comedian. I don't know what it was, but I was just watching it. And I was like, it just feels like people are just doing comedy at this audience in this room. And I kept getting like sad about it. I kept getting legitimately like bummed out. I was just like, someone break a glass or something. Someone like do a backflow. I don't know. Something needs to happen. Cause like yeah. I'm watching this and I'm like, what are what are we all I, I really had this thought of like what are we all so afraid of like what's happening where we feel like we have to go up we have to say the script we only have 10 minutes or whatever so yeah. i need to say all the words i plan to say and whatever yeah, they're like running jokes in front of the crowd rather than trying to perform for yeah. slash with the crowd and it was really it like really put me in a funk i, I stayed up until like 6 a.m just watching good musical performances because i was like i can't go to sleep thinking this is what performance is like yeah. i know these people are funny and whatever maybe it was just like a weird night or something but like maybe it's not even them honestly it's just me i'm sure i was just like yeah whatever because the crowd was laughing but i was just like oh there's a moment you could have there's a moment you could do yeah and uh i think there's a so thing here though is that like there's like so much career stuff to be had or like yes. the perception of that a lot of people are kind of like working out something for something else. Yes. So not necessarily like, hey, I'm going to crush this show. They're like, no, I got to run something on these shows so I can be ready for a show in the future. And you're like, right. the audiences of those shows take the hit. Yeah. And I was uh, I was on the train oh, like a week ago talking to Maddie Smith, who's a funny comedian who's on Wild and Out. And we were both kind of talking about this idea of like, Oh, maybe it's better to not like in New York. The idea is as a comedian, you're like, oh, I got to do a bunch of sets. I got to do five sets in a night. I got to go to this place so then I can get into this place and then they'll run around the corner and do a spot at this place and then whatever, you know. And then we we're both kind of just like, what about, uh, you know, like maybe we do like two really good sets in a night or something or like three max, very spread out so you can really have time to breathe. Because I was, I was thinking about this idea of like, people here we really like run around and it's like okay i need to do this spot and then i need to get off stage immediately and go and do another thing and whatever yeah. and it's like i'm watching i'm watching fucking bb king perform in a prison okay this motherfucker isn't thinking about what he's doing after his set you know what i mean yeah he is 100%. in this place and he is just and he's funny i i tweeted this and no one gives a shit but I was like, this is the best stand-up set I've seen. Like, he's in a prison. He is telling jokes. And he's getting the thing out. He's like, I also am going to be playing the blues for you motherfuckers. And he, like, has a line where he's like, and, uh, you know, I think you're going to be giving me some of your blues, too, or something. like Because so, they're all prisoners. I didn't even yeah. realize until I read the comments. I was like, why is that funny? And I was like, oh, <laughs> they're all locked up in here forever. Yeah, there's That's why blues there's, floating around. Right. I was like, why are they? Why is it only men? Why are they all black? How come only one guy is smoking? And then I was like, oh, shit. He's oh, in no. prison. <laughs> it was crazy. That's but so I was funny. just watching all these performances, and I was like, oh, yeah. 
gr- like grind culture here in New York kind of kills can sometimes kill that performance aspect and like yeah. not just that we're off it's that like you said you're trying to use the set for something else you know and um caught up in like logistics you don't let yourself kind of get exactly. in the moment i used to have to like, have like little rituals to like just get myself to be thinking about like just to be there and get that other exactly. shit out of your head like even other stuff like oh this crowd is a type of crowd that wouldn't like me that's a poison that'll make you disconnect right but yeah, yeah that- i it's weird and i and bringing it back to maddie i just like was listening to a different podcast nobody else listened to any other podcast it's just ours mm-hmm. this is all you can do and she said something great and she was just talking about like the idea of like being good where you are and like i just oh. like i love i don't even know if she oh. knows how good of what the thing yes she said is God, she's so fucking and wise i haven't oh. talked to her about it but and she's it's... someone who like she shows up to a show i hosted a show she was doing like it was two out of three spots for yeah. her i think and that set i guarantee was nothing like either of the other sets right that's something i always really like about her she shows up and she is in that room that specific yeah. room performing for those people not like even though she is getting to like audition and do cool stuff she's not like yeah this isn't about tonight i have to go like sell this set or something right very cool yeah and i just i've just been thinking about that so much since i've heard it and I, and that's why i was like yeah just be present be good where you are where and that could mean anything to you that could be be in the moment that could be like okay if you're in fucking topeka and you're a comedian or a barber or a whatever waste management guy like and that's what you want if that's what you you're trying to do yeah embrace it and just be good where you are and i was like oh that's so beautiful. What a, genius, what a genius thing. I, love I had that. like two middle managers in retail that I've always considered to be like the closest I've seen to enlightened. And it's just that they like we all had shitty jobs Then we had like they were shitty because the job was shitty and we were being underpaid. But they're also shitty because they were the corporate job. So a lot of our lives were out of our control for stupid reasons. Right. Like you can't have a soda on this counter. And to see like these people show up every day and kick ass at that job and be cool people to be around was inspiring you're like you're not yeah. letting this thing that kind of sucks and shouldn't maybe exist uh destroy how you live in this world and there's something cool about that yeah and it's hard because like you know i work like i i'm trying to be more open about this this sounds weird to say but like you know how people be like so what have you been up to and you'll just be like ah nothing you know same old bullshit. it's so hard not to say nothing right and uh the reality is like i work three jobs at least maybe like three and a half you could say right now you know and like a day job uh comedy and then you know we'll we'll wrap let's wrap comedy as stand up in this podcast and then also you know i'm working on this graphic novel like i'm busy i'm stressed yeah. all the time your guy has a I, habit of taking you like making you forget that you're actually exhausted <laughs> right and i'm just sitting here and i'm like what am i just what am I doing? You know, and it's like I need I need a uh, I need a be good where you are a moment just to be like just focus on this thing instead of doing all these three things trying to do them all at the same time. Just yeah. focus on this. It's okay that you hate your day job, whatever. People hate their jobs. That's fine. But like today, Monday, let's just be good where we are at this, and then after that, comedy is your little freedom. You can have a little fun, joy, like live it up, laugh it up, do a kickflip. I don't know. Steal somebody's skateboard <laughs> and be good where you are there. Beat the shit out of them with their own skateboard, you know, and bury like, them in a dumpster. Yeah. Don't let it fucking drain you. And, you know, and when, I'm, I'm trying to incorporate that into all aspects of my life, like 
trying to be a good fiance or whatever. I feel yeah. like trying to be a good son, all this shit. Um, Do you feel and- any sort of like pressure to grow up a little now that you're hitting that stage? Like, yeah. are there expectations? <laughs> yeah. <now>? yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, before I, I've always felt like, you know, I wasn't ready to propose until I was like, can I help? Can I contribute to a, a relationship that is now, you know, over being watched by the government? You know, like <laughs> if something happens, like, am I going to have to like be like, hey, babe, uh, can I have my allowance early this week? You know, like, I don't want to have to ask for money. I'm like, it took a long time to get to this place where I'm I'm not rich at all. But like I, I have more money than I did when I, you know, like we first started dating. So I I feel comfortable being like, yes, I, it's not this like completely uneven thing. It's like we complement each other. We're a support yeah. system, you know, and like uh, I, I just that was like a big thing for me is like, yeah, I want enough money where we can go in on a house together. I, if we have a kid, you know, like to support a child and all that sort of stuff. It wasn't like emotionally like, am I ready for this? I was like I've yeah. been ready. I've been ready to be married since fourth grade. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think I, I watched Ben and uh, Leslie get married in Parks and Rec. I'm like, dude, this, that's my day. I can't that's fucking for wait. You. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I Even remember Pam being... can eat shit, but uh, fucking. Yeah, right. Those two were awesome. I remember being a, a youth and being like, if Leah Henningsgaard comes up to me and was like, I think I'm looking for a husband. I'd be like, I'll, I'll get down on one knee right now. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I was like 10 or whatever. Nice. You were ready. You were ready. I was ready. Yeah. I, I was a man. Okay? I need to raise 10. some kids of my own. I'm tired of being a kid. It's just, yeah, I was like, <laughs> you know, we don't have a lot of time. That was my pitch to every uh, fourth grade girl. It's like, look, sweetie, we're running out of time. Okay. <laughs> She's like, and, we have more uh, time than anyone else on this planet. <laughs> Yeah, you're single. I'm single. What are we waiting for? You know, that was a that's oh, a you're real good line. At this. You're good. That was a real line. One of our friends in high school used on a recently broken up with friend. Uh, and it, boy, did we never forget that. I don't wow. even know if did you know. So we all know that. Yeah, I mean, it, it bombed hard in the sense of like she was like you or whatever. You know, I'm like, <laughs> we weren't we weren't all in the room. It was like. You know, we're, it was like a party, and then like he shot his shot away from everybody, and it was just like you're single, I'm single, huh? You know, it was just like, oh, you're gonna be single a lot longer than yeah. this other person. I like so. that approach of like, hey, you have no better options. I'm here. Come on. Right. What are you gonna do? You, you know, like scraps. What do you? Oh, you think you're better than me? You know, <laughs> that's, like that's my favorite second line. She's like, "No, thank you." What? You think you're better than me? <laughs> that's so funny. You know who? You know uh, who would really that? You know who that really reminds me of? You know who that really makes me think of? It makes me think of our uh, guest of honor on today's oh, podcast. Oh yeah, he would pull some stuff like this. He, he would absolutely. 100%. I was pull, so funny. I was thinking of like a real life example of a comic people know and like actually like, and he got big for a thing. And I have this memory of him hanging outside of like a show and some girls walk by to a nightclub nearby and he goes, Hey baby. And she goes, no, thank you. And he goes, I didn't want it anyway, bitch. And I've just, that's the only thing I think of every time his name is brought up. I'll have to that's tell you real... off the pod sometime. That's a real thing. Patrice uh, O'Neill. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my God. So now yeah. sorry to bring it, uh, well, rip it away, cares? but now let's bring it back. Let's bring it Dude, back. That's who it is. Whatever. Movie. Fuck Patrice O'Neill. He's too dead to be on our podcast anyway. Should we start the show? <laughs> let's start the show. <laughs> Oh,
Welcome to Burn Your Heroes. What up, everybody? Uh, Welcome to Burn Your Heroes. This is the podcast where we talk about how everyone we love and you love kind of sucks. Okay. And uh, some other stuff. We'll talk about everybody is gray. My name is Ben Katzner. I am one of your hosts. I am a recently engaged foot fetishy. Um, not that I am into it, in that I am uh, looking to sell. So if anyone's trying <laughs> to buy, come talk to old Dr. Tootsie Toes over uh, here. That market so. is flooded. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not the only thing that's flooded over here. You know what I'm Ooh, talking about, brother? He's talking about his socks. He's got sweaty feet, ladies. That <laughs> silky. Picks. That silky smooth voice across from me is uh, the one, the only introduction. Al Blart Kirschkop, famed Q birther. It's got corners, people. It's got hard edges. It is so wild to introduce yourself with the wrong name first. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a bad idea. <laughs> and then just to never actually say your name is funny. You'll figure it out. You people will find me. That's always been my approach to comedy is like just to be a goofy secret. <laughs> like, How's no that going? You. Would you say are we doing okay <laughs> no well okay <laughs> i'm a mall cop forever now i started it as a bit i thought it would be funny to be like hi al blart right remember the movie and now i'm a full-time mall cop i need help please no oh, benefits i don't mind that i don't mind mall cop as a dream job really hmm. I yeah feel like I w- would all the be- movies have it teens being mean to you and i don't like yeah. that but what if you just don't care about them you know what I mean? Oh, right. You don't so you hassle. Don't like, hey, the no yeah. teens hanging out at the mall. It <laughs> would only it would have to be pre pandemic or like post everyone's ha- has had COVID. So we don't have to worry about, you know, Deborah Jean being like, I'm not wearing a mask. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mall cops are having a rough time right now. I don't mind that job. Um, OK. Anyway, Albert Kirshner is. The of <laughs> Thank the, you for supporting me in a way I won't even support myself. I appreciate it. And today on Burn oh Your Heroes, gosh. we are talking about the one, the only, Corey Matthews. Corey from Matthews. Boy Meets World. Not Saved you know, by the Bell. No. Was that a mistake? Which is what I called it all day yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, even with like, I watched this whole thing that ended with the very last second of the show. And I, and I literally to myself was like, and then they were saved by the bell. And I just moved on with my day thinking that's the show I just Oh, watched. that's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Say, uh, Boy Meets World has a level of neuroses that like uh, Saved by the Bell doesn't have. Like Screech is annoying and like uh, Jesse or whatever like does caffeine or whatever the fuck she does on that show. <laughs> but I'm like, but on Boy Meets World, people have like these intrinsically like deep like anxieties that just manifest themselves in like the weirdest ways like on boy meets boy meets world it was like they were going through shit that people didn't talk about until like 10 years later you know what i mean where you're just like were you an angsty kid you know did you ever were did your parents ever try to put you on ritalin you probably (laughs) love boy meets world or whatever you know what i mean stay by the bell was like i don't know was your older sister hot and did you have to deal with men cat yeah. calling her or whatever at your Christmas. friends being like, like hey can i spend the night again <laughs> right, right. that was that was saved by the bell so that's the big difference did you, uh, did you did you ever watch boy meets world growing up i've seen like maybe an episode enough to to be on the topanga train but not have any real concept of what the show was i saw sure. like two episodes they must have been the college because i distinctly remember like that's the topanga i remember when i was watching through yesterday sure. um there's my girl <laughs> 
you know, the phrase that every woman loves to hear. Yeah. Ooh, there she is. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> okay. uh, not my girl. That's uh, Corey's girl, uh, apparently, because that's a huge thing during the show. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, <laughs> Were you like possessive. a baby watching this? You seem like you've been pretty invested. This, uh, I think, hard. yeah, I have to imagine this. This pro- This show probably took up nearly a decade of my life. I think wow. I've probably seen every single episode. I uh, because it was like TGI Friday or TGIF or whatever. So on ABC, they had this block of shows that was just like amazing. It would be like Sabrina. It would be Boy Meets World. It would be um, I'm, I'm for sure missing one. But there is like this show, like truly, I grew up with some of these people. Like it feels weird to say that because they are all. They're just like these white, whiny little bitches, but like, you know, so are most of my I was saying literally the same thing about Modern Family yesterday. I was like, I watched that whole run during the pandemic, and I just watched like Luke go from being a toddler to being like an awful teenager. Like it's one of the weird. worst dude, little horny dude, rich dudes yes. I've ever seen. And you're like, yeah. I don't like this. I didn't want to watch you grow up. I didn't watch a ton of Modern Family, but like I remember maybe tuning in like early on and being like, "Oh, look at these little baby kids!" And I'm like, "Oh my god, these kids are young adults." Yeah, is this what yeah. it's like. <laughs> it's, it's and weird. they're like obscenely rich, so they're like becoming bad young adults. Sure, it's yeah. like the things they casually shit on are just usually like poverty, or <laughs> just like people, right? Like, wow, you don't even have a phone? That's so stupid. Our entire family has phones. <laughs> like our dad oh, bought us Christmas. Do- Oh, you need quarters for laundry? <laughs> we throw quarters at our maid while she does ours. So. <laughs> There's got to be a great scene of someone hands her change and she's like, what is this? I've never yeah, seen I, coins before. I, what is? Why are these metal shards? These rounded metal shards are in my hand. I, I, I don't like it. It feels it feels different. I don't like that. these euros um, are bad. Yeah, but I, I watched a ton of Boy Meets World for sure. Um, you know, the ups and the downs, the Sean and Corey being together, Topanga and Corey going I'm jealous of it. Sean and Corey having a uh having like having a brother that you could fight with. Yeah. Awful in the house, awful for anyone else has to be around it. Truly a nightmare. But it's gotta be great for just like, hey, I know, I don't know, I, I could get the shit beat out of me because it happens to me all the time. Like my cousin and I used to fight a lot, and he's like just older enough that there was a huge size difference. And I was okay. like, I felt like if I lived with him and we like because if you like live with him, you probably just get mad at each other and fight a bunch. I would be I'd probably be able to take a punch. Okay. Just because sure. I would definitely would have said something to him to get him to punch me enough times to be able to then just get a harder face. Sure. Yeah, there was a there was fighting but like I have an older sister and a younger brother and a younger sister. My older sister and I fought, but like not like physically. It was always like uh, it was always a very emotional kind of fighting where like, <laughs> just incredible jabs. <laughs> she like mom doesn't even like, know your name. <laughs> so like this is a physical thing, but it's not like a real like I remember one this is for sure not a thing I should ever say on a podcast, but um I remember once, like, I don't know what we were fighting about, but she, like, slammed her bedroom door. It was just, like, a thin piece of shit door. Okay. And I, like, took, we just had, like, loose wood, like a like a chopped up two by four or something. And I remember throwing it, th- like, not fully through, but through her door enough to, like, make a hole slash a dent. And, like, that was just, like, a Whoa. thing that I'm like, this is never going to hit Whoa. her, but it yeah. will hit her door is going to be a little she's going to have friends over and they're going to be like what happened to your door she's going to have to answer to that yeah you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of psychological warfare. i was besieged by my brother <laughs> right he's like oh you weren't here you weren't here when uh, i wanted mac and cheese and he wanted mashed potatoes oh god <laughs> damn that's, that's like, a huge the hole day in the door? I, yeah. like that. 
And they're just like, they're all carbs. I don't even understand what the <laughs> issue is. You could make them both. Why couldn't you? Yeah, it's, uh, and you know, I don't know. We just had like, our, my family is like, uh, we're good now, but like, we just, you know, you're just kind of go. It, Midwestern families are all just kind of going through it and pretending they're not, you know? So like, yeah. sometimes you get in an argument and you pick up a knife and you're like, I'll just kill myself. Is that what you want? And then they're like, <laughs> No, I just want you to clean your room. Yeah. You know? Hey, uh, Barad, is there like a, some other stuff down there we need to deal with? Because <laughs> you jumped <laughs> to that real quick. <laughs> As you clean your room, you put a knife against your throat. So let's talk. I think, oh, I'll just kill myself. <laughs> it's like a pretty common refrain between, you know, me and some of my family members, um, which is, that's you know. That's cool. That's a cool fire. <laughs> you want kids. That's what happens. You know, like, let's we're going to pretend uh, we're not pretending to kill ourselves all the time. We're just shrieking that at each other. Oh, yeah. Well, if you if I kill myself, who's going to buy your groceries? Right. Right. <laughs> dad will do it dad will do it he wants to leave too we're like oh, all right so did you watch a lot of early uh <laughs> yeah let's, let's segue back into this let's get out of the territory that we're in um did you watch a lot of like the first season or did you just like so hop I, in when you hopped in and watch i think the, the very first season i probably didn't i i saw most of it i would say but probably didn't really get into it back until like it I don't know. It came back around as I was older or whatever, um, because there's like some a stuff. very different season. It is a very different season. Like uh, Topanga is definitely like more like just she's like more of a unique character in the sense of like she she always is a person who gets to like hold her own and like have moments and stuff. But like she's actually like a unique for television character, I would say. Yeah, she's got some when, cool when lines starts. where she's like battling Mr. Feeney. Yeah. <laughs> like great political philosophy that was really entertaining and then it just like ends. Yeah. Have you ever seen Clueless, the movie Clueless? Uh, or... Yeah, I used to watch the show a bunch. My buddy and I would go and make ramen and go watch Clueless after school. Wow. What <laughs> yeah. a... God, I'm glad I asked that question. That's so funny. And then we would what? sword fight with wooden swords. It was, okay. a cool, it was cool growing up. <laughs> I honestly straight up assumed you meant dicks. When you said oh, sword yeah, fight, I was yeah, like... Yeah, we'd watch Clueless and just smack our dicks against each other. Ramen, Clueless. Yeah, I know what sword fight is. I just is. hope you she can get explain. it together. <laughs> right. Come on, Cher. Uh, but yeah, she has a moment in that movie, where, too, where she kind of... You know, because she's supposed to be like the ditzy dumb, whatever. And mm -hmm. then she has like, I don't remember the speech, but I think she has a speech that's like, blah 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 blah, and that's why actually war is bad or so. I don't I don't know what it is, but <laughs> and they're like, oh my god, and like that was all Topanga's moment. Like her moments were like all like that in the first season for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was kind of a foil to Corey's like dumb young Philly boy thing, where he's just like, I just want to. I don't know, put a firecracker in a locker or something. You know, like <laughs> yeah. never something needs knows. to break in front of me. <laughs> I don't know what any of his motivations are ever. I like Sean is around all the time and is just like cool and around and maybe like cutting class. And Corey, I think Corey is just like this kid who's just like, I just don't want to get in trouble today. Like, I think that's like his main motivation is just like, I, I don't want to do anything, but I just don't want to get yelled at. And, yeah. and but all of his impulses are things that are going to get him yelled at. Yeah, I see. And I he, think he's a demon who has been oh. sent here to punish Mr. Feeney for his entire life. Mr. Feeney did something horrible. I think he must have been like a camp guard. And maybe he was the guy who invented death camps in a past life. He did something what? terrible. And now he's being punished by being chained to this boy that he hates for the, his entire life. 
Yeah, the the Mr. Feeney, uh, Corey Matthews relation. Well, the whole Matthews family really is a uh, is like I hate this family. I'm trying to sell my house, and then the kids graduate high school, and he's like, "I'm the dean of their college." Surprise! I love these kids. They're my family. Right. Yeah. He's, he's always uh, like, "I'm gonna set your house on fire." Wink, wink. <laughs> while you're sleeping, but I love you. I just kidding. Ah, uh, you sons of bitches! How can I not? You know, I've heard you fuck. You know, after that, we can't <laughs> we can't go back from there. So I guess we're bonded for life or whatever, <laughs> or a life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There are a lot of like weird relationships just in the show. Of, like eventually, well, like, Sean. We were just saying right. like they were dating Topanga, and uh, Sean started dating. Not Sean, Corey. They start dating, yeah. and then like she just like loses eighty percent of her autonomy, and it just becomes like. A lot of bits like the other characters talking about like hey she's not your property anymore whenever they break up and just stuff like that right. they're always hinting at like she's this bag that he has to carry around that won't have sex with him yeah i think that's the first thing about Corey, right is that he is hyper possessive of women on the show he is a uh whether it's topanga whether it's like it'll be like some in between well it, it'll be like he'll start dating someone to get back at topanga which is like problematic behavior it's like why is this, you know, 14 year old kid acting like a 35 year old open micer? You know what I mean? Where he's just like jumping to the next. Shots he's fired. Like, Damn. He's, he's like, he's like, oh, you've spurned me. Well, your younger friend is my new writing partner. Yeah. You know, like that's oh, how he always God. acts. It's really wild. Um, and he, he, he does that often. Like I, I can think of, I think, man, I, I, this is weird to say because I can't remember. Anyone can correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm pretty sure Brittany Murphy is in one of the episodes like early. And I, I can't remember if she's with Corey or Sean. But if she's not with Corey, there is another, at least one of the uh, person, I think like Linda Cardellini or whatever her name is. Like, I think she's in here too, where it's like Corey just like clings on to these women. These are like placeholder women. Corey will jump on, cling to, and then once Topanga's a possibility again, tosses Whoa. them out with reckless oh, abandon. Hey, it's I was just weird. spite dating you. Sorry, I'm out. He 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 goes through women like people go through toilet paper. It's fucking wild. It's just like, a big thing in '90s sitcoms, though. Is like whoever yeah. the main dude is is it's about his dating journey, and if he doesn't date a sing a new person every single day, he's dead. He must be depressed or something. I'm and gonna then you're look like. Up sorry keep going i'm gonna look up if these people were in the show or i just made or i was like fan casting boy meets world because this feels weird just to have this in here uh but yeah he yeah murphy's people contact us like uh can like, you stop spreading false rumors about her i was like nah you gotta get a check dog she she's get posthumous posthumous i can't even say that word how do you say the word about when someone's dead that they yeah that your old money that's what i'm saying <laughs> Whoa. Yes, yes, that. Uh, okay, Linda. Oh, god damn it! Keep you say something. So this is what I've been smart. doing. Uh, this is, oh no, this is gonna be even dumber. Is I've been watching a like ton of Star Treks lately. Just like yeah, you bring that. You wedge that into every episode. Yeah. Well, there's so much. There's always something that relates to it. But the fun thing is, is like Star Trek run has so many episodes. All the scenes have so many episodes that like anyone who's ever acted more than once has a part in it. So I'm finding these people I love, like you know Mike from Breaking Bad. Um, I 
Can you explain what I'm sure he's like I the do, bald guy to... who like knows how to do all like sneaky. He's like a bald old guy who's like a hard ass and he's like, oh, yeah, helping yeah, yeah. The crime. Yes, yeah. Yes. So it's like dudes like that wearing like full face alien makeup being like, I don't think you know what the Talassians are all about, motherfucker. <laughs> You're like, this is crazy. <laughs> I love dude. It was a uh, red foreman from that 70s show was an alien with a bunch of ridges on his head. It's very entertaining. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. OK, confirm. Also, I have no I. I I am listening to you. Yeah, and I'm yeah, yeah. So sorry. I'm talking to the I, podcast people I, so you can look I this up. I get that. Yeah. I, I'm like jumping in and out. And I'm like, wait, what does this have to this do? This is with the idiot? cosmic deal we've made. If you need to look something up, I get to talk about Star Trek. Yeah, this is the other. This is the other part. So when I'm like, you know, this is a podcast where we talk about how everyone we love kind of sucks and some other stuff. This is some other stuff. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So I'm bringing one, a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Also, I think we're going to have to make a rule where eventually we're going to do a Star Trek thing, right? Something. something you're not going to be able to. What if, you know, after we do Star Trek, what if you're never allowed to talk about Star Trek again? <laughs> you want, you will do an episode just to get me to never talk about it again. You want to do one so badly that I'm like, I want to give you that. <laughs> I don't even know gonna... what I would do it about. I just want to talk about all of this content I've been injecting <laughs> into my head. You're like, someone draw a hole in my brain and get oh. this out. Just leak out this poison. Um, <laughs> Confirmed both uh, Brittany Murphy, Murphy. RIP, nice. love interest of Corey Matthews on the show, and Linda Cardellini, who is from uh, Freaks and Geeks. Uh, she's in a bunch of stuff. You, I wish know, that show lasted longer. It was a good I really show. Liked it, yeah. It was adult boy meets world. So Yeah, it's which is something that probably would have been cool to watch when I was younger instead of watching a bunch of boy meet girls and then going out there like, dude, you just get girlfriends. They show up whenever you're single. Like the right. day you're single, Brittany Murphy just shows up. Right. It's well, going to be not for long, but yeah, she she did not uh, last. I think her arc was maybe like an episode or two, but you're not going to take down Topanga. She's the queen. I mean, that's what's also crazy, right? Is like the staying power of what Topanga is in the show is insane where she was. She's there are other people who come through this show and nobody's like, oh, remember Brittany Murphy in Boy Meets World? It's just like what you said of like. Uh, you know, red from uh, that somebody <laughs> show being an alien, where it's like he's just an alien, but Captain Picard will always be yeah, Picard. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's weird how those guest spot things work or whatever. But um, yeah. So Corey just like used up women a lot, which is a fucking weird thing. And it starts early. It starts like he's in like junior high, and it's Yo. like a thing, you know. And uh, we we were kind of talking pre podcast here. It's like, what is that? Where does that come from? And you mentioned his brother in like the college years and how creepy he is. Yeah. So this brother, like every scene his brother's in, if you just look at just the jokes of the show, just the bits, his brother is 100% just like either I did something terrible to try and see a woman naked or I did something terrible to try and sleep with a woman. But it's only that. It's only just like there's a great scene when they finally go to college and there's this girl. He sees this girl and he goes up. He leans very close to her face and goes like, hey. And she's like, oh, you're the reason we need escorts home at night. And then he just goes, yeah, I am. Like he just rolls with it. Maybe the creepy, like the scariest thing he could oh. say. Yeah, I'll yeah. follow you home. Uh huh. You're going to need a friend with a knife, if you know what I mean. Like, and what that's the fuck are you saying? that's Corey's older, influential brother. OK. Yeah. These people have shared a room together, all right? Like, there's no way that's not getting passed down to you a little bit, right? And so, like, your two ideas of what a relationship are are your parents who 
you probably don't relate to because they're your parents at the time. And then this this like weird fuck rabbit that you live with. And so that's like what you're going to expect out of a long term relationship. And then you what you start dating Topanga. And then what do you expect? You expect sex, apparently, because that's all they talk about in the entire show after a season. It is a very horny show. It is weird. Which we'll talk. I just I just want to say it is far ahead. No, no. I just had this thought of like, it is pretty fucking part of me wants to say this is weird, but I think this is actually pretty on point where it's like they're like, I'll say upper middle. I'll say middle class, like they're middle class Philly family. Right. And um, the parents are still together. They don't really fight that much. They they both. I think I know the dad works. I think the mom maybe. Maybe she might be she might be like a homemaker or something, but like they're always there around to like be there for their kids and check in. Um, they have ample room in their home. They seem to live in a good like I've never seen them lock a door, so it seems yeah. to their problems they're, aren't they're socioeconomic. A, they live in a good neighborhood, so it's like, what the fuck are you so uptight about, Corey? What is going on where you're just like yeah, there's something inside of me that I need. Like, there's a world yeah. where this kid grows up to be like in a like uh Lincoln Park cover band. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. he's just like everything you say to me, and his mom, his mom's going to his shows supporting him, and she's just like, I don't know what he's so angry about. I do his laundry, you know. Yo, like, my friends like that. My friends are like, I listen. There's nothing on paper we could write down that justifies your behavior. I have no idea where this is coming from. Right. I come over and I watch your mom drop off a bag of stuff. She's like, I stopped by Pack Sun. I got one of everything. Here you go, and. You're just like matter <laughs> like right we'd go this out to like hey we're gonna go head out to dinner and the dad would be like oh here cool here's 20 bucks buy you and your friends like a pizza or something he was like, i don't want your fucking money and then be like but we don't have any we don't have right. we don't have jobs like where's Cor- the anger coming from and he brings a lot of that in Corey's yeah Corey's parents for sure just have to like at a certain point they'll have to be like was it because we made him share a room with his brother once? Like, what <laughs> yeah, happened? What the hell are we doing? What did we do? <laughs> Why are you know, two-thirds of our kids trash? <laughs> right. It's like, Morgan's fine. She's a little, you know, she's a little snippy, but I love that about her, you know? Yeah. And, but Eric, this Corey, this Eric thing, they're they're saying they're going to follow. Women should be worried about. That's not, yeah. those are not the yeah. boys I raised, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> we didn't... had the talk. What happened? We had the talk. I think part of it is like his best friend lives in a trailer park and I think he has guilt. He has like guilt for their financial status. So he acts out to try and try and fit in. Yeah, there is a little bit of trying to be like Sean, you know, it's like they've clearly spent some time in the shower together post gym and he saw something in Sean that he did not see in himself. He saw <laughs> Wow, he your saw, butt is big. He saw a uh you know, 12 and a half year old schmeckle. All right. And it just really, really did. It really <laughs> fucked him up. All right. And he's like, well, I don't have that, but I can be my own man. You know, like I always, yeah. also, I always I'm going to break shit. Mr. Feeney owns that'll show that, him. That'll let him know. I always picture Corey as Jewish in the show, but I don't think he is. Interesting uh, that you would picture that. Well, I think he is in real life. I think him, oh. Fred and Ben Savage in real life are uh jews is that so, ben savage 
It's one of the savages. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's I, like the whole it's time ben. I was like, I recognize stuff about this guy, but I don't recognize him specifically. <laughs> what do you? If you don't recognize him from the show, what do you recognize? He looks like him? a savage. He looks kind of like his brother. Whoa, you can't say that. He's Jewish, dog. <laughs> he looks kind of like his brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is Ben Savage. So. That's uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he he does have this, and I, you're right. I do think some of this is stems from like the people he surrounds himself with. You know, like he's trying not to be early Topanga, who was like seen as like a hippy dippy kind of nerdy, but also like just out there girl. There's this kid. There's this kid Minkus that's always around. If you remember him, which is a weird name, but he's uh, <laughs> really entertaining. He um, he's just like the. Tr- true blue nerd like he's the kid where it's just like oh i know you're talking about yep yeah yeah yeah. you know Corey. actually uh the older women get the fewer eggs they have so it does matter (laughs) you know (laughs) like whatever i don't know yeah but it's like god there's a minkus in the eggs again every day (laughs) like this motherfucker (laughs) make it stop counting my eggs There's, uh, there are some fun. great scenes where like people are bullying him and he's like i'm gonna own the store you work in someday <laughs> yeah um uh what's his face is a big bully on the show um adam scott is one of the big bullies in the show. oh yeah yeah and then the, the big dude from remember the titans i think his name is like i think adam scott's name is like griff or something yeah i, yep, I can't yeah, remember yeah. If, <laughs> i think he gets recast i think or something at some point but um so but yeah he's like a constant bully and then like sean will have to so Corey is like i guess maybe that's where the angst comes through like it's a lot of like yeah at home is cool but then he gets to school and he realizes kind of he's he's like he's like in this this zone of nothingness where he's afraid to be a nerd but he's kind of into some of the nerds right yeah he's he's too he's he tries to be cool sometimes and always backfires so like sean is that link between all the groups for him but he's not as cool as Sean. Obviously, his schmeckle is smaller. So <laughs> it's like a different, it's a whole different vibe for him. That's where the angst comes from. You're right. I, I never really, I didn't put that together pre-podcast. But <laughs> I'm like, why is this Why is this kid so mad? But it's like, oh, he has to go into the outside world. He doesn't just yeah. get to At home, exist. it's like, wow, everything's going to be really easy. Life is going to be awesome. And you get out there and it's like, I'm bad at every element of this. Oh, right. No. And then in the air over all of this is the horniness of which you speak like uh yeah you know how like right now everybody's like oh it's so hazy outside what is that haze oh and then they're like well there's wildfires that are there's smoke everywhere because our yeah. world is on fire really and bad. it's burning in in the boy meets world universe that haze is horniness yeah. he, he just wakes up he's like Oh, rubbing his eyes, he's like, why can't I get this horniness out of my eyes? What is this? And I'm like, oh, buddy, there's a fire burning, and it is in your loins. <laughs> yeah. okay. Air quality is going down today. Air quality is going down, and that's not the only thing. Just but kidding. What's you crazy don't know. Is okay. The show is so sexually charged. It's they're so horny. It's all they talk about. It's like their only incentive for living and doing anything. But then they don't fuck at all. They don't fuck. They, they have. They have such a sexless relationship that when they're in their 20s in college he they're about to move in he's about to move in with topanga and they're like engaged and they're like talking about furthering their relationship and then he like gives her an ultimatum where he won't move in with her unless he gets to see her butt they've been dating for 17 years and it's like that is an awful thing to ask of someone but it's also crazy to be dating for someone for 17 years only talk about sex and still be like yeah we don't touch i've never even seen her butt 
it's so the, like why are they so weirdly puritanical it's so the odd. wildest part about that to me is like back in the day her butt wasn't even her best asset you know, know. what i mean like i actually like, like that it felt very progressive to be into her butt <laughs> right <laughs> it's like oh i'm ahead of the curve baby you i'm know. gonna need to see that b-hole because uh <laughs> we're gonna be doing, we're gonna put some peanut butter down there i'm sorry i don't know what oh, you want God. from me. that's what yeah. it is Corey's a sick freak. He sucks toes. Yeah. I love it. Um, but yeah, that is that is crazy of being like this this rampant horniness throughout. There are so many hard kisses between like season one and season like whatever the college years are, right? Mm-hmm. So it is wild that there wasn't anything where like, yeah, Corey finally loses his virginity or like Topanga. Again, I they live in philly or whatever like they somebody's getting fingered behind the eagle stadium at one time you know what i mean like it's wild that there's not there's no universe which i made out of high school not a virgin and they didn't yeah you definitely should have been a virgin (laughs) i tried so hard and they wouldn't let me (laughs) when did you lose your virginity what year 16 i had this weird thing where like i'd have like a good year or two and then like nothing for three years like i had high school was really oh. fun i met some very cool people <laughs> spent some time college was hell an absolute nightmare that made me feel really bad about myself and then after that was fine too i like sure. you know i have like a striped history yeah when you said a good year i didn't know what you mean and then i found out then i realized what you meant and then i wish i didn't know what you meant uh it just hurt me a little bit a good <laughs> just thinking just just what? you yeah. you <laughs> You in your like high school yearbook, like paging through, looking at faces and being like, you know what? I had a pretty good year. Like, <laughs> didn't feel great to me, but I love you. You're the so. one who added the numbers thing to it. It could have been one person and just had a lovely year together. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I was the opposite in high school. I think I was like, well, I mean, it's like what I said before, whereas like. I was ready for marriage. Like truly someone would propose to me in like high school. I'd have been like, yes, this is destiny. I've, I don't know what it was. I think I read too many of my mom's romance novels when I was a child. Uh, but I was like romance, passion, <laughs> togetherness forever. Like that's what it is. Listen, so I would you always need to get that horse out of here. And you need to put on a shirt, Ben. <laughs> right. They're like, Hey man, you keep saying throbbing in all of your essays. <laughs> What's up, bro? And I'm just like, you know, I just <laughs> my quivering member just couldn't. And then, okay, detention. Just go to detention. <laughs> just get the hell out of here. Also, I'm wet. But I think the, ugh. <laughs> I I only say ugh because I thought of one specific teacher who was the yeah. oldest woman I've ever met in my entire life, and that was shout out to Mrs. Gretmeyer. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I was that. So I was never. Uh, anytime I had an opportunity, we're like, oh, maybe something fun could happen. Whatever. I was like, well, this need this first kiss must be the best kiss of anyone's life. And then, you know, it ends up being horrible. And then someone uninvites you to prom or whatever. Well, that's you know? my thing, right? If you're going to wait till you're like 25 to have sex with each other, like they're going to, they're just going to, Topanga and what's his face are going to violently disappoint each other. I don't think they waited until 25, but they were, they were caught. Like I lost my virginity. Do they like lose it in the 19? show? I do think they fuck in the show. Um, I think there is a. Oh, it's the last season. Yeah, they go for it. And then people keep trying to interrupt them. Like his brother will like knock on the door and fuck with them because it's funny to like ruin it for him. Hey, man, is it in yet? Does she know? (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. He's like, like, hey, Eric, boundaries, buddy. Okay. (laughs) My behavior gives me boundaries. 
You're lucky you're not in jail, bro. We heard what you said about the women on campus. We know he is lucky he's not in jail. Like his arc, I want to see like, did they ever make like a follow up movie or something of them in their like young twenties, early thirties? I guess they, well, of him, of Eric specifically, or just like anyone from the show. Is there like a follow up, uh, a spin off or anything? Dog, are you nuts? Girl Meets World? You don't know about Girl Meets World? Oh, no. No, tell me about Girl Meets World. It's a whole series where Cory and Topanga have a child, and I think they live in, like, New York or something. I want and it's like a, it's like a it's like a Disney show where she's the, you know, up-and-coming teeny bopper, and she's living her life, and she's not as much of a monster as her dad was. And, <laughs> Is uh, Eric part of it? Is he around? Is he, like... Um, a- I don't remember... I don't remember Eric being in it, but I I only saw like a couple of episodes. It was a bad show for sure. But yeah, and this this was like this was like within the last I want to say like seven or eight years or something that this show came out. So it's not like old or anything. Better or worse than that '80s show? Oh, better because I remember that it existed. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember the trailer, the commercial for that '80s show because it was just someone yelling into a big cell phone. <laughs> That's funny. He only that I don't remember. Hey, I think Hyde uh, finally got in trouble. I don't know. I got sorry. We're not talking. Like, we're not yeah. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm glad that guy sucks, but like yeah. we're not giving him time on our podcast. Uh, we, we have something, our own TV uh, weirdos to deal with. I feel like something that's like been that I'm finding from watching this is that like half the sitcoms were, that were being written then were like writing the same episodes. There's just yes. a lot of like big bits that were tropes because like every show at that time did it. Like the two, the big one that got me that I've seen four times this year is the two couples go to a hotel and then keep running into the wrong rooms bit. Yeah, they do that in Frasier. They mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, um, in Frasier, they do that in this. There's a fuck. There's another one I just watched. Um, it's just like common porn. Uh, no. classic <laughs> what are you doing here you're not my wife that's right <laughs> but I'm you're not. my aunt <laughs> yeah i'm a relative that's just slightly farther away but not too far mm-hmm. yeah it is it is wild where those tropes just kind of mix but i guess it's like you do what works it's the same shit where people like right now will be like nothing's unique nothing's original it's like well that's because that's what you fucking animals want like you yeah give money you give money to these <laughs> shitty franchises also, you know what's like unique those. and original a bunch of weird shit that's like right. stressful to watch sometimes yeah, you don't want that <laughs> like, i love enter the void it's one of my favorite movies and i won't watch it again because i need right. to have a relaxing time <laughs> I've seen Antichrist. Like, we're not doing <laughs> yeah. that. We're not mass producing those movies. I'm Micah Brucey has one of my uh, favorite jokes about small talk. He's like, I like small talk. Not every conversation has to be a fucking podcast. That's <laughs> like, I really like that. Um, there's Micah, just some Micah weird Brucey. side notes about that. Like, one, uh, one thing we've learned from doing this podcast specifically is being the single neighbor of a family is hell. <laughs> if you, if when you're buying a house, in the future if you're alone wait i agree with you but that's a lesson we learned from this podcast yeah that's a theme i'm seeing in several shows rather okay all right i'm listening <laughs> listen when i buy my house i'm gonna check a huge radius no family hey none. are you guys in love will you be in love for a long time because i'm not doing it if you are i don't <laughs> want any eggs, sort of how many eggs you got left <laughs> i don't want any sort of generational wealth being passed along where i have to deal with your bullshit all right no playing in the yard no noise right. that's my favorite thing is hating noise yeah <laughs> you're like don't be um, alive near me 
That is funny, I guess. Okay, I'll take that as a theme. I guess I just, I missed it. That's my bad. <laughs> Corey Matthews' dream life is kind of what I'm living now, right? He's like... Mm, please, you tell me. <laughs> you tell me what you think his dream life is and what it is. <laughs> to not have to clean his room and to only play video games. <laughs> okay, that might be true. Right? There's like yeah. a, that's like the, the trope of teen boys. This is what they want their life to be. Stop telling me to clean my room. Stop telling me to go to school. And then you like grow up and you do those things. You're like, oh, no, there's a reason people are telling you to clean your room and go to like learn things. They're good yeah. for you. That's early Corey Matthews dream life for sure. Later, Corey Matthews dream life is like, I just want a hot wife who will put a thumb in my ass, you know, like, <laughs> which also is aligned with where you are right now, I would say. Yeah, I would love a hot wife to put a thumb in my ass. Oh, clip it up folks. To my problems put it up <laughs> no she will not that's oh. that's the hard part you can't get a hottie who will also listen to you and put a thumb in your ass it's, you only get two out of the three things so that's on someone with a lot of patience who will just talk with me for days with, with a full bit while being wrist deep in you. That's wrist deep. You that's want. it i don't think it's a lot to ask for hands are small thin wrists yeah um <laughs> so uh, speak i mean this is actually a pretty good segue and then i think we can wrap up but cool um the uh just someone to listen to you whatever um why is there no episode of boy meets world and listeners correct me if i'm wrong to my knowledge there's no episode where someone's like hey you know what let's have Corey go to therapy you know what oh episode 26 Corey sees a child psychologist okay episode 45 Corey and topanga go to relationship counseling or whatever you know what i mean there should definitely be one where someone just like sits him down and go puts a hand on his shoulder and goes, what's going on, young man? <laughs> Why what's you happening? That? Why are I'm you? So why anxious. are you the way you are? You're all you're all nervous. You're shaking. You're switching girls like they're fucking Pokemon cards. What's happening with you? OK, yep. instead, the best thing they do is it's always like Mr. Feeney's his fucking therapist. And yeah. it's like that that's that's probably why he's around so much he's like yeah these they toss me an extra three hundred dollars a month <laughs> to fucking the talk their kids feelings <laughs> out yeah um this is like a summary of a lot of the stuff i've said but i think it just like says part of it better okay so he acts like she owes him sex because they've been together for 17 years but they're also in this weird sexless relationship which it's it's odd. Everyone around them, including them, is like really horny and their worst flaws are all stemmed from sexual repression. So it's just weird that they're like all like, I'm so horny, I could flip a desk and I need that to be an important part of our relationship. I need that mood of like, I am a bother on the people around you to be horny, to be like the load bearing beam of our relationship. It's very, it's yes. just, we, it doesn't make sense to me because it's not like in the name of God. It's not in the name of like saving your marriage. It just seems like they need the anxiety and the terrible moods of this. Yeah, it is a very like watered down porkies or revenge of the nerds <laughs> energy. It's like, I gotta put my dick through a hole. And you're like, <laughs> and they're like, we can't say that on TV. And it's like, ah, I gotta kiss someone hard or I'm gonna fucking lose it. You know, and you're like, all right. That's yeah, it's weird. I don't know. It's I I really did love this show growing up, but like yeah, going back and watching it now, it's like oh boy, okay, this is uh, rough. And I think uh, I I just uh, I don't think boy I don't think girl meets world has that energy. 
but also I think the show is worse because of it. So I don't yeah, know what she's to just do like, I'm so fucking horny. God. That would be a weirder, and that's I she's know like this punching is like lockers, like fuck. Yeah. God, I'm horny. <laughs> that would be a more interesting but much weirder show. Yeah, you know, where Come she's on, just dogs, trying let's to go like, slam some clam. Let's do this. She's trying to like fuck all of her teachers or something, and you're just like, okay, well, wow, this we can't have took this. a turn. <laughs> we can't have this. And it's just like Corey Topanga being really worried a bunch, right? Like, were we like this when we were kids? And Corey's <laughs> like, I know I was. <laughs> I know where she gets it from. Yes, definitely. Oh, gosh. Okay. Do you, uh, did you have a scale at all for um, this one? Did I don't have, have a scale thoughts? for these guys. Do you have a scale for these? Yeah. This let's one? do it. I think I, I think I opted out of the scale last time. Which, you did. You know, and wow. That was one of our least listened to episodes. So that's my fault. Uh, I should have. I know people tune in for the scale. And yet every week I have to think of one on the fly. So here we go. Um, scale one to 10. How shitty do I think Corey Matthews is one lowest 10 highest? Okay. So a one on this scale is Corey grows up. He has his daughter lives with Topanga in Manhattan. And uh, <laughs> they uh, everything's fine. The daughter goes off to college. Corey and Topanga live together. They've 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 generated enough wealth where they own their apartment, which is a, an amazing feat in uh, in New York City, right? But uh, you know, nothing else really. They don't really have anything else. They don't have cars anymore. They don't drive. They don't really get to see their family. His, his dad's dead. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> so the best best one ends with dead dad. <laughs> his, dad his, his dad's dead. His mom's still alive. She remarried, and he likes his stepdad. He likes who his stepdad is. Uh, Eric Eric can't be around parks anymore for, <laughs> but not because not because he did anything crazy. Uh, he got he was pissing near a, a park once, and a cop saw him and ticketed him, and then got indecent exposure. So in like three years, he's getting off off of uh whatever list that he's on and um you know think- <laughs> best case scenario he only got a ticket for <laughs> decent exposure this is the good world we live in <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and uh and uh cory cory goes to therapy to deal with his issues and uh it doesn't fuck his kids up that's that's the best that's a one okay a 10 is actually Man, I gotta. I should Google. I'm not sure. Part of me does feel like Corey might be a single dad or something. But uh, I'm gonna say Corey and Topanga get divorced. Okay, that's a. Okay. This is a ten. That's this is the worst. So they what? Like 24. They get divorced at. Uh, let's say they get married at 22. Jesus. They're divorced at, which is our. Yeah, that could be a ten in itself. <laughs> married at 22. Divorced at 23. All right. So this is an now we're in an alternate reality. So they don't have kids. The reason they get divorced is because Topanga walks in on Corey and Angela, Sean's college girlfriend, together. Okay. And uh, she's like, What's going on here? I thought you loved me. And he's like, I do love you. I'm just doing this for money. And then the camera pans out and you realize they're shooting a porn. Okay. They're doing an interracial (laughs) porn, porn. Which is uh, to be distributed by Sean's dad's porn company, porn production. Uh, you might have heard of it. It's called the Dog Fart Network. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and that's. that's, that's <laughs> 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 
fire. <laughs> <laughs> and then, that's it. And then they just break. They all go their separate ways. You know, Topanga never loves again. She never trusts again. She moves back in with her family because that's the only real, you know, uh, support network she had. Corey was all. Corey kind of cut her off from everybody else in her life. You know what I mean? Um, Sean obviously. He's to it. He he lost Sean because of what he did with Angela, and you know Sean's dad, not a great influence to me. But you know, like the fact that Sean would keep that guy around when he's got Mister Turner the entire time, Mister Turner running a motorcycle <laughs> ring or whatever. Uh, so yeah, so Corey loses everybody. Topanga loses a lot of you know the only love she's ever had. Angela's just fine. Angela's like yeah. Hey. I don't know. Angela's got a pop in OnlyFans right now, so she's good. She doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, to any, to I had sex else. with this guy, and then his life fell apart. I don't know. College is fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, no problems. Uh, and then in this and in this scenario, just like in real life, uh, Rachel from the college years does still end up doing porn. Uh, <laughs> Rachel is some Rachel see also hears about what happened with Angela. She's like, how does one get into that if they want to get into that? And she is. Matt Matlin Ward is her real name for anybody who's creepy out there. It's not it's not creepy to look her up. I understand. Look her no, up. A friend, uh, a friend sent me the gram and was like, this person is Boy Meets World. And I didn't I don't like I didn't see enough of it to know who she was. So it was just like a hot lady. Yeah, she's cool. a, she's she's not a great actress. If you ever look at any of her work, don't 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 go in. Don't go in hoping to get, you know, like Shakespeare or anything. Yeah. Okay? Free master class on this Instagram. Come on. Yeah, in. it's she's uh she's the comedy equivalent of like someone is popping on like TikTok, and they're like all right we'll give you a club weekend like that's why she's doing blacked and shit and all the other i've lost the scale already i'm sorry but now <laughs> i'm just saying a real thing uh she's just you'll be like how is she in this she just started and it'll be like oh the boy meets world thing like uh, that's just yep. what it is <laughs> and she's just gonna have to prove her worth to other performers okay uh but on a scale of one to ten i think Corey matthews now, if this was Eric, this would definitely be a different yeah, scale. Eric would give me a higher right number. I'll say this. I'll say this right Anyone now. Anyone who's uh, jokingly threatening women casually is definitely getting a higher number. I think Corey Matthews is a three, and I think he is redeemable. I think literally all this little motherfucker has to do is go to therapy and like learn some tools to deal with his anger and anxiety. Stop. Stop treating women like objects stop thinking topanga belongs to him they are partners in this relationship whether you see her ass or you don't see her ass you want to know what's in her heart young man okay that's what you're into so don't worry about all that other shit so i think he is a i think he's a three i think it also helps that topanga topanga got 90 percent of it you know he did like date some other people but he like most of his burden some most of his burden was shed onto her right so it was like, ah, you know, a lot, a lot of people were negatively affected by him. It's crazy. Also, I don't know that she necessarily really dates. I think maybe her and Sean have a thing, but I don't know if she actually like dates, dates someone else in the show. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And he does a bunch. Yeah. I might um, be wrong. That's the I was going to give him a three also. I feel like, well, we've had Pussy. like a comic bomb. <laughs> give him right. a nine. Let's execute him. Yeah, in my, I should say in my in my 10 scenario, he does go on to create a more powerful nuclear <laughs> weapon. So lasers from the moon. He's like, he, he because of his faltering with Topanga, he ends up creating a laser that wipes off um, Trinidad off the map. Wow. Know? So. <laughs> God damn. 
<laughs> so just he's not throwing a it out there. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not the best, dude. So we'll bump that up to four. Um, okay. I'd say like a one would be, would be like they, they finally just talk about sex in like an actual way. Sure. And they decide, you know, if they're not having sex for the right reasons, or you know, they like they stop doing this. Hey, our relationship gets furthered because you withhold this from me. And then they go like, Hey, we want to not have sex because of this reason, or we want to make a special, or we do want to have sex and we can have a healthy way about it. And they decide after having sex for a few years that they're actually not a good couple and they break up and they stay great friends <laughs> and they go on to date other people. And there's a lot of that tension relieved. Now the other can one, I have, can I yeah, go ahead real quick? What do you think? What do you think Corey's first words or noises were the first time he got to raw dog someone? Like, what do you <laughs> I think he just made a, a weird noise as he came immediately. <laughs> they just went, ooh, wee. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture him on top of someone and being like, ooh, wet. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> wet. He just yells the word wet. Ooh, wet. <laughs> oh and that young okay. lady never came again <laughs> no no okay you can finish sorry i didn't mean to interrupt just like uh dating another guy later he goes so you want to go back oh i don't do sex i saw this thing <laughs> once and i just don't really do that anymore you ever have the best thing ever ruined for you because i have and i will never go back um Okay, so the 10 is they do wait. She holds them weirdly hostage, but then he still treats her like this weird transactional property, and they wait forever, and then they finally have sex, and they're so absorbed with it, they don't realize that their dorm building is caught on fire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait, no, this doesn't work, because there needs to be a kid that survives this. They have a child, then okay. they burn to death and die, and Eric has to raise the child, and he grows up to be that guy who eats the poop after, the, after Philadelphia won the Super Bowl. Oh, he's one of the he's throwing he's throwing beer cans at old women and yeah. eating horse shit. Yeah, he's like, this is for my bro. This is for my bro Corey. He would have loved this. He's wearing an R.I.P. Corey shirt. He still calls him his bro, even though he's his yeah. dead dad. <laughs> my bro Corey. Oh, oh, the kid grows. The kid grows up to eat the poop on my TV. Bro, yeah, I, he still would call him bro. This is for my bro. <laughs> yeah, dad, I like that a lot. Like my bro yeah. dad, my dead bro dad. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah, what a journey. I don't really have like any reason to give him a higher number other than like yeesh, you know, everything every time they talk, <laughs> I'm just like, ah, oof. <laughs> it's a lot. They're they're going through a lot, they're saying a lot. I don't uh don't particularly love a lot of what they say, but goddamn it, do I love this show? I'll be honest with you. So. I for a while I couldn't figure out what Topanga was getting out of it, but then there was like this like breaking him aspect of it that seemed entertaining. Yeah, she was she's smart, so she likes torturing people. You know yeah. what I mean? Or she's just like, oh, look at this little ant. I'm gonna like crush him with my boot, but slowly. That's what she's getting out of it. Topanga, there's a there's a there's a reality where Topanga just grows up to become like a dominatrix, you know, where she's just like everything she's learned from elementary school to college, she's like, Oh, I have men in the palm of my hand and yeah. I will fucking crush these little worms who think they think they have they have ownership over me and my body. Come here, you little cuck. I'm going to fucking step on your balls. Ow. Well, anyway, uh, that's the podcast. Alberts, where can people find you? Hopefully 
working for this new cooling company soon. I'm interviewing. I have a big job interview coming up on Tuesday. Oh boy. Wish I'm me luck. Ex I'm excited for you. You're going to have reason to leave my house. So I go back to comedy again. You're going to crush. You're going to do great in this interview. You should delete every episode of this podcast. <laughs> I will say. Good I'm luck. actually a very pro HVAC on this podcast. And I think it's you are, cool. you are pro HVAC. And honestly, anything you've said on this podcast is one tenth of as horrific as anything that's been said in an HVAC interview. So you're probably <laughs> fine. You're probably good. All right. What's up, baby Dick? What makes you think you could work here? <laughs> I'm like, okay, ma'am, you could please back off with that energy. So do all the coos is just like that? Or is this little skinny hottie? <laughs> Uh, uh, um, as always, you can find me on the internet, Hot Young Albert. I'm old and ugly. That's why it's funny. Thank you. And Ben, when can we find you? When can you find me? When, 2040, yeah, find 2041. Me? Water is gone. The robots have taken over. It's just uh, me. And you can find it's just me and my Twitter account at Shaq Katzner on Twitter. <laughs> uh shack s-h-a-q katzner k-a-t-z-n-e-r the machines will never find us um, that episode of twilight zone where ben finally has all the time to tweet that he could always want but then he breaks his uh, thumbs no you think i wouldn't use my dick to tweet <laughs> you're nuts i got a big thumb right here <laughs> you're nuts <laughs> it's just it's just like it's the same four letters over and over again what is this i don't even understand all right, um, party people. Thank you for listening to us. As always, I love hearing what you have to say about the pods at burnyourheropod at gmail.com. Um, we're thinking maybe eventually doing some sort of Star Trek thing if we can figure out an angle just to get the demons out of my head. Uh, <laughs> if you want to roast one of the captains or something, send us some cool hate mail about that. Yeah, and um, buy my book. I uh, need to keep plugging this book. I'm sorry. Hello. It's going to be annoying. My name is Poop. It's available for pre-order. Please buy it. They're it's asking you to great. like, you guys are going to find, love it. they're like, do you know any famous comedians that can, you're like, do you know any like big comedians that maybe plug your book? And I was like, I don't know. I guess I'm, you know, there are a couple people I could maybe ask a huge awkward favor for. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, yeah. Like if you know, like Patton Oswalt, I was like, what? <laughs> that's, that's so funny. Like, what do you want? I can name you the five biggest comedians I know personally. And you have absolutely no idea who they are. <laughs> exactly. So this thing isn't going to sell. I'm going to end up being a it's fucking be great. A gr angry Corey Matthews, where I'm punching holes in my wall and not knowing where You've my wife's foot is. So, <laughs> As your sister uh, hides in fear on the other side. Yeah, I have done that. I'm, <laughs> I'm Corey Matthews. Um, I don't know. Someone just, if you know anyone who would be interested in like reading a snippet or whatever, and you're listening to this, and they have like a following of some sort, please God help me. I don't know how to do this. I think yeah. I'm gonna have kids someday, and they're never gonna be able to eat because their dad's an idiot at promo. So. Uh, <laughs> That's it. I don't know what else to Why say. Why can't we eat, Dad? Well, I couldn't sell. I couldn't help sell a car. <laughs> because the goddamn book didn't sell, okay? That's why. I put all my eggs in one basket. <laughs> you know Patton. why. Fucking Patton Oswald. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> You'll push everybody's book but mine, huh? Okay. Yeah, great. Good. What a fun guy. All right.